Welcome back to the, the next edition of the Senior Old Boys. That's right, it's the SOBs. I'm Eddie Sefko. That's Dwayne Price. Say hi, Dwayne. What's going on, America? How y'all doing? Well, I'm sure everybody's awesome, and, and we are beyond privileged today, beyond privileged to have not only Dwayne and myself, but a certified J-O-B, a junior old boy, Bobby Corolla. He's he's you've you've seen him, you've 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 seen his work, you know he's great, and he's gracing us with his presence. And Bobby, thank you so much for for joining the senior old boys. Oh, the honor is all mine to be able to join two of the most knowledgeable dudes in the game, regardless of age. I'm just happy to be here with y'all. Yeah, if you add it up, uh, I think Dwayne and I have about uh, 114 years covering the league. <laughs> I'm at about like five, so we're well, pretty much, you know, we're, we're kind of the same. Yeah, you, you've learned you've learned more in your five than we have in our 114. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because I have y'all to teach me. That's that's the only reason why. Hey, don't All right, enough. Hey, Enough hey, of this back plat patent here. Let's uh, let's get let's get down to business because basketball is back. I know everybody's fired up about that. Dwayne, how do you feel about uh, the game starting tonight? And then, of course, the Mavericks uh, tip it off uh, Friday. Uh, a big game against Houston. There ain't no easing into this thing. Yeah, I am so excited. It's almost like the original opening day, you know, game one of the season. You know, I woke up this morning. And I said, oh, man, I was getting ready to lay out my suit and my shoes and all that. Didn't have nowhere to go, but I was just excited that the NBA is back. And and I, I think it's going to work in the bubble there. I'm so excited. They got two games, a doubleheader tonight between the, the Pelicans and the Jazz and also the Clippers and the Lakers. And then, of course, the Mavericks tomorrow night against the Houston Rockets, a very, very big game. I mean, the Mavs are only a game and a half behind Houston and Oklahoma City trying to move up in the uh, seedings. And if they win that, they'll only be a half a game behind, uh, half a game behind the Rockets. And, and also, they can clinch a playoff spot tomorrow night. Yes, for the first time since 2016. Well, I mean, we we all know that's uh, that's a foregone conclusion. They're, they're, they're gonna they're gonna be in the playoffs. Uh, uh, so that that that's uh, we got bigger fish to fry than that. Uh, but uh, along those lines, Bobby, I'm wondering, what do you think? I mean, is is a win tomorrow against uh, Houston crucial, or maybe even mandatory if the Mavericks uh, hope to catch them in the standings? Yeah, with only eight games, right? If the if the Rockets were to win that game, Dallas would have to win three more games than Houston the rest of the way in order to move up at all. Uh, I think tomorrow is a really good opportunity for them to win, not only to give them a chance to move up, but also Houston's without Eric Gordon. Uh, you hate to see injuries impact any matchup, but that's one less shooter to worry about, and both of these teams take more than 43s a game. And so if they're going to be down a little bit of firepower – You'd like to start off your eight-game restart on a high note, and also that's kind of a good chance for you not only to move up, but also maybe to, to take advantage of a team that's down on injury luck right now. And we know the Mavs have had their fair share of misfortune this year in that regard too. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to move up, I think you have to win. But, of course, the, the big thing to watch through this whole thing is, like, if the Lakers beat the Clippers tonight – the Clippers are only going to be one game up on Denver in third place. And so you could move up and still play the Clippers, depending on how things shake out. So hopefully their luck uh, their, their luck doesn't take a turn on them if they're able to move up. 
Well, that's uh, an interesting topic because I think, I mean, my my personal opinion uh, is that uh, you would prefer not to see the LA teams in the in the first round, but there's also a school of thought that. You're going to have to play them sooner or later in the playoffs if you want to go anywhere and do anything and got, and, and cause any damage. You might as well play them right out, out of the box and and take your chances. Uh, you know when they've uh, they they may who knows they may not be hitting on all cylinders early in the playoffs either. So it, there's two schools of thought, and I think uh, you know Dwayne, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I know where you're going on this one. But uh, what do you think about uh, avoiding the, uh, the the Clippers or the Lakers for that matter? Well, I know they want to avoid the Clippers. Uh, uh, I think they know they can play the Lakers. They they beat them in L.A. when they won 10, 10 in a row and, you know, had a a game. Let's just go ahead and call it what it is, taken away from them in Dallas when they got a bum call there at the end against the Lakers. So I think they think they can play with them. Uh, Lakers are not as deep as the Clippers. And the Clippers are having issues right now. You know, they've got a, a – a couple of players. I mean, Lou Williams, of course, is going to miss the first two games because he's in, in uh, quarantine. And uh, Montrell's Harrow uh, is not back in Orlando yet, so he's going to miss at least the first game. And they got some more guys who are just getting there. And, and they're like and going in all different kinds of directions. So we don't know what kind of shape they're going to be in once the playoffs start. I mean, I hope they're not thinking they're just going to cruise into this thing and be able to just turn it on whenever they want to because – that's a danger right there. I mean, I could see them the way they just reading from everything and watching everything. They may slip down to the fourth spot, you know, because Denver's right there behind them. I mean, and, and, and of course, Denver's having some issues themselves. But uh, I don't think the Miles want to play the Clippers. But then again, it may be a, it may be the best time to play the Clippers is right now. I got I got a question for y'all. Y'all are the uh, the seasoned vets of this podcast. In your time covering the league, what do you think would be better, I guess, going back to that two schools of thought thing? Like, is playing maybe like a, a lesser team or like a, you know, L- the L.A. teams are two of the top three teams in the league along with Milwaukee. So would you rather play someone who's weaker than those teams and get a series win under your belt for your first time in the playoffs? Or would you rather just start against the best of the bunch and then kind of like whether you win or lose, it at least gives you kind of like a benchmark of like, okay, this is this is the level we need to be at if we want to win anything. So would you rather get like the 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 confidence boost of winning a series or like the reality check of knowing this is the level you need to reach? Personally, I would uh, nine times out of ten, I'll say it like this. I would like to go and just you give me the the. Uh, you give me the top seed or one of the top seeds right off the bat, get, get out there, throw everything you got at them, take your chances. And maybe you can pull the upset. We've seen it'll happen quite a few times in the last 10, 15, 20 years, including when the Mavericks were the number one seed. So uh, it can be done. It's hard, but it's also a, a situation where I think it, it is advantageous to catch teams that you think might be superior, catch them early in the playoffs and take your chances. However, on this particular situation, I think Lucas, uh, Luka Doncic and uh, Christoph Porzingis, they need all the playoff experience they can get because 
I mean, let's face it, the Mavericks hope to, to shock the world this year, but I think their future is where all their damage is going to be done uh, a, year, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. So I would like to see them get two rounds into the playoffs just to get that experience, get a, a double-digit playoff games under your belt, uh, learn as much as you can, and then move on, and, and then your future is really set up nicely. Well, I, 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 I've always said – you're not going to learn anything by playing a weaker team. I mean, uh, go out there and play the best team. I, I would go to my grave saying the best thing that happened to the Mavericks in 2011 was playing for the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. Everybody was trying to avoid Portland. The Mavericks beat them in the first round. It was 2-2. Then the Mavericks won the last two games. In the next round, they swept the two-time defending NBA champion L.A. Lakers. Then they ran through Oklahoma City and then beat uh, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and a Chris Boss in the NBA Finals. But I think Portland set the table because that was a very, very tough series. And like I said, they ran to the Lakers right after that. So give me what do you pick. think, Bobby? What do I think? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do like confidence boosts. So, uh, you know, I, I think I agree with y'all. Um, play the best teams. Like, even if even if the Clippers do the whole German sweep thing, like I think that there's a lot of value in going up against the best players. I mean, especially in Lucas' case, they're going to be defended by Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly, and maybe even Morris. And like the, the Clippers got a ton of guys on that team that could that could check him. I mean, that's great experience, whether you win or lose. It's fantastic experience because that'll let you know, okay, going into this summer ahead of next season when the Mavs really want to do something, you know. Uh, that is kind of the best way, I think, for Luca to fill his notebook with uh, projects to work on for the summer. So I think that uh, that, that would be a silver lining of, of facing a pretty tough matchup. Then again, you know, I think winning a series or even maybe winning two series, I don't know, could be uh, could be really good for them too, just to let them know that, like, yeah, I mean, this is this plan is working this this team is working and uh especially for guys like this is their first time in the playoffs not necessarily just luke and kp but also like maxi kleba and seth curry was with portland last year but as a bench player tim hardaway was with atlanta before but as a bench player so it can kind of make these guys maybe feel like not only confident but also just validated and knowing that like this is the this this team is working it's not just that we're a bunch of best buddies hanging out in Florida like there's actually some substance here so I can see I can see both sides for sure. Okay, another well, thing you got to remember, Seth Cole, let, let me let me throw this in there right right quick. The reason Luca is the way he is today, he started playing against 19, 20, 21 year old guys when he was 14. What if he would have been playing against seven, eight, nine year old guys? He wouldn't have learned anything. So you play against the older kid, people and the better people. That's how you get best. That's how you become a better player and a better team. You're not going to learn anything about playing against those weaker teams because you're supposed to beat them anyway. Well, I agree with that. And uh, here's a novel concept. Just win six or seven or eight of these games and let the chips fall and play whoever you're lined up against. Because, uh, I mean, I, I, I put a lot of stock in, you know, I, I'm with Mark Cuban on this. You want to be playing well, and you want to be healthy. Those are the two things you got to be going into the playoffs, and then it doesn't matter who you play. You're going to, going to, going to have a good chance to beat anybody. Yeah. So, well, well, I know this is not at the top of our list, but what do you guys think about the East? And uh, I'm wondering who you think 
is or is there a threat to to Milwaukee? I mean, who would be your your team that you want to say, well, that team has the best shot uh, of getting out of the East aside from Milwaukee? I think it's I think everybody th- seems to think it's Toronto. I think it's Boston. You know, I think with with that crew they got over there, and uh, I just think they they got the best chance. Even though Toronto's in the number two spot right now, but I mean, let's face it, nobody's going to beat Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee may very well win the whole title, but uh, Boston, I think, is the biggest threat. Bobby, so here's a maybe a super dark horse sleeper pick, and it could be a second round matchup. How about Miami? So Thank Milwaukee, you. Thank you. Milwaukee concedes more three-point attempts than any other team in the league. They they want you to shoot threes because they'll just pack the paint with Brooke Lopez and Giannis and make it tough for you to finish at the rim. But Miami's got, like, Duncan Robinson is shooting out of his mind. He's one of the only players that's a better shooter this season than Seth Curry. And they got Tyler Hero. They got Kendrick Nunn. Jimmy Butler, of course, can – you know, he's not quite as tall or as long as Giannis, but – he can make it kind of tough. They got Bam out of bio too, a lot of size uh, that can make things tough on Giannis around the rim. I mean, I think that that could be a really, really interesting series. But of course, Milwaukee allows threes. You still have to hit threes and you have to find ways to stop them at the other end. I mean, they're the best defense in the league and they're like the third or fourth best offense too. So really tough to beat them. But I think Miami can make it a really, really interesting series. I'm with you too, Dwayne. I think Boston could be uh, pretty interesting too. Jalen Brown Maybe not quite strong enough to guard Giannis, but uh, Boston has a lot of offensive firepower to make up for it too, and and that could be a really, really interesting series. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be easy for Milwaukee by any means, but that round two matchup against Miami could be pretty spicy. I think whoever has to play Boston and Toronto before they get to uh, Milwaukee is going to have a tough chance because if you've got to play those two teams, you may not make it to Milwaukee. Well, I'm I, Dwayne. Uh, I love you, man, but you're out of your mind on this one. Uh, <laughs> Miami, Miami has a serious, serious shot. Boston, uh, I just don't think uh, Tatum and Brown or anybody else can can uh, match up with with Milwaukee. Has got you know, aside from the freak, they've also got Middleton and and guys that can can uh, hurt you. I do think it's it's Miami. I mean, I'd almost give Philadelphia a puncher's chance, to be honest with you, just because uh, Ben Simmons is a is a for all his flaws on the offensive end of the court, he is a really good defender. Uh, he can uh, he can at least make things difficult for the freak. Uh, but I'm with Bobby. I, I I think Miami is the is a really good uh, matchup for you know for them going against Milwaukee. Now they're going to have to get out of the first round, which ain't going to be real easy either. But, but uh, I, you know, I like that team. I think Abadabaya is a star. Uh, Jimmy Butler, of course, is, is is terrific, and they've got all those good young shooters. They've done a nice job of putting that team together. And I'm, you know, I'm not a big Miami fan just in general, but I've got to give them credit. They've uh, they've set themselves up for a for a, a good uh, future and a nice present for for the most part. They got Iguodala too, which I, I guess I kind of forgot about. And he obviously has in, incredible defensive pedigree. So uh, they got a they got a pretty good roster down there. Yeah, I usually don't make bets before noon, but anybody want five dollar bet on that? 
<laughs> whoa, 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 how, much, whoa. how much you got in your wallet, Dwayne? There's, uh, there's uh, no, no, no gaming, no tipping, no. Uh, no oh, gaming. that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you know, uh, how about for for a friendly uh, ice cold beverage? How's that? Ooh, okay. I got okay. six to seven dollars. No, I'm not drinking right now. Six to seven dollars. Well, that's a, that, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking right now. Well, not well, not right now yet, but 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 I will be drinking at some point. I'll bet you an ice cold water, Dwayne. How about that? That'll work. Ice cold water, one water. <laughs> oh, by the way, remember our old buddy Jay Crowder's in Miami too. So you know uh, that's another right. that's another that's another defender that that uh, they can throw at that guy. I just think Miami's done some smart things. So anyway, we'll leave it at that. Um, Let's go uh, there, before we get to the heart of the matter, which is barbecue. I want to ask one more thing because I'm I'm curious. I, I I have a little different idea about this than you guys might, but I'm wondering if you had to pick the Mavericks' third best player, who would you take? It's Hardaway. What do you mean? Who who is, is it? Who is the third best player? It's Hardaway. Well, is it? Is it who is it? Maxi? Is it Boban? Is it is it is it Curry? Who is it? It is it is Curry. Thank you. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> or maybe uh, okay. Maybe I missed that question the wrong way. The the third most important player. Oh, okay then. Well, okay then. Curry. <laughs> <laughs> that means <laughs> man. I didn't realize I could sway opinions like this, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Here's my thinking on that is I, I just believe that uh, he's such a good shooter and he does so many things to, to hurt the, 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 the other team's defense that, it, it, that his presence out there actually helps Luca and, and KP when they're out there all, all at the same time. And I also think, I, you know, in this current situation with, with how things uh, are going and they're, how thin they are up front, you can make the case that Boban and or Maxi might be one of the three of the mo- one of the three most important players on this team going forward in the playoffs because they don't have a lot. They've got KP and that's about it on the front line. Yeah, they're gonna have to find a way to get Boban some minutes. I mean, obviously it's gonna be tough tomorrow night against Houston because the Rockets play that small uh, lineup all the time. But you know, okay, I'm saying if you playing small, then I'm going to put Boban down there. I'm going to make you guard Boban and throw the ball down to him every time because, you know, he had 31 and 17 against Denver and then what he opened up against the Lakers, 17 and 13. So this guy's a, a legitimate threat. Yeah, you can only play him between 20 and 25 minutes a game, but that's okay. Get 20 minutes out of him. I think, uh, I think you made a good point with Maxi, Eddie. I'm kind of with you there over Boban. Now, I love Boban. Boban is the most important player. And then it's a tie between Luca and KP. And then right behind them, I think is Maxi because he's got size like KP. He's got shot blocking like KP, but he's also got perimeter defense too. He can switch out and guard these smaller guys and against teams like Houston. And, you know, if you're trying to protect Luca, maybe you want to hide him on someone like Maxi's one of the guys who can step up and even guard guys who are smaller than him and still hit threes on the other end too. So I think he's a really, really important player to what they're doing. And now, especially that, you know, the rotation is pretty thin, he's going to be asked to play, you know, 25, maybe even 30 minutes a game, especially if his shot is falling. I think he's really important. And and Seth, I think, is too, and so is Tim. But how about Dorian Finney-Smith? 
you're going into the playoffs against Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. He's really like, you know, the the only true kind of defensive ace type player they have on the team. And in the West, of course, you got James Harden, you got LeBron. In the East, you got Giannis. If you make a run all the way to the to the freaking finals, I mean, Dorian is really the guy that's going to be asked to guard all of these guys. And so uh, I think he's really important too because if he can even kind of remotely hold his own on defense, then this offense is going to be able to carry them with some, to some wins that maybe they wouldn't otherwise deserve. I don't, I, I'm a little bit, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm a little bit concerned about Dorian. He has not looked all that sharp to me uh, in the three scrimmages. Uh, hopefully he's just knocking the rust off, but uh, uh, you're right. He's an, he's an important guy. And uh, the one thing I do like about the Mavericks is, is they, their depth is, is still good. Can you imagine what we'd be talking about if, Jalen and Dwight Powell had not gone down with those season-ending ending injuries. That's That would be – I mean, that's two of the top – well, two of the rotation players, you know, a starter, and, and certainly uh, Jalen was in there as, as the backup at uh, at point guard. So, uh, I think that's – you know, you look at that. If, if they had stayed healthy, they didn't. But if they had, uh, you'd be looking at a really, really strong 10-11 player deep team. Yeah, that, that's why I like this team's future, you know. Uh... It wouldn't shock me if the Mavs won a playoff series. And if you win one, now you got a whole bunch of confidence to go out there and and uh, possibly win the, uh, another one. But uh, the future is great for this team because they got a lot of young players and they got some favorable contracts. They got some money under the salary cap to go get another good player in the in the short offseason that we're going to have coming up. So uh, if, if I'm a Mavs fan, uh, you know, buy those season tickets. There's going to be fans in the stands, right? Uh, we don't know about that, Dwayne, but uh, <laughs> but, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm a free agent out there and, uh, this uh, this fall or, or next year, even next summer, uh, does the Mavericks uh, look like a team that uh, might just be a good place to show up and and uh, and ride along for the for the for the journey with Luca and KP? Heck, yeah. I mean, I'd. I'd I'd be in on that in a heartbeat. So we got to be uh, kind of like careful to not mention names and stuff, but uh, whether it's this season or next season, what kind of like uh, types of players or I guess if, if you were to identify maybe like one or two areas on this team that the, the Mavs could realistically shore up this summer, uh, I don't know how many free agents there'll be or anything like that, but what's maybe like either a type of position or uh, players with certain qualities, uh, what do you think they need to add in order to maybe take the take the next step moving forward? Rebounder and another shooter, but definitely a rebounder. Got it. I, I would agree with Dwayne that getting a getting a board guy is is, is high up there on the priority list. You, you can never have too much shooting. I would like to see a, a, an upgrade at uh, at the wing spots, uh, but it's got to be the right kind of person. We know Luke is going to have the ball in his hands. We know KP is going to run the pick and roll with him. So that kind of means that you've got to have a spot up shooter or a guy who's, who's just one of those move movement guys uh, that, that would be, you know, uh, able to, to, to get his without necessarily having the play called for him. So uh, those are the kind of players I think that'll, that'll, that the Mavericks will target. And I think there'll be a lot of them out there that will have big interest in the Mavericks too. And, and the thing is, uh, they see what they see Luca out there that Luca loves to pass the ball, even though he's averaging 28 points a game, I think he'd rather average 28 assists a game, you know? So if you get open, 
he's going to give it to you. That's just who he is because he knows he can get his anytime. He, he can average 35, 40 points a game if he wanted to. But he, that's not, he's not that kind of guy. Now, when the fact that Seth Curry, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, and Max Kleba are all having career years from three, and they're all averaging maybe not more points per game, but certainly more efficient scoring than they ever have in their careers, I think that's a really good point of recruiting for the Mavs, too, saying, hey, if you're a shooter, then this is like shooter's heaven for you because you're going to be playing in a bunch of space. Look at all these guys having great seasons. This could be you uh, if you come here and play with Luca. Well, it's all uh, it's all going to be interesting, and, and it's all kicking off uh, Thursday when the games resume. Friday for the Mavericks, uh, and and you know what, Dwayne, we've had four months, uh, more than four months without basketball, and I don't know about you, but I have really uh, upgraded my barbecue game over the last <laughs> four months. I mean, I, I am, I have got the, I have got a rib, a ribs recipe now that, that works every time. I mean, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And I'll explain it to you if you want to know exactly how to cook the perfect rack of ribs and you don't have to smoke them for four hours. I mean, you know, if you've got time, that's good. You can do it that way. But I got a grill recipe that takes an hour and a half and man, is it good. That's not, you know, I'm just saying I will take any rib cooking cook-off anytime with you guys. Well, I've been smoking the tires on my car. I, I, I promise you there's not a barbecue place within a 20-mile radius of me that I haven't been to in the last four months. I've, I've covered them all. If you got any more, let me know because I'll be there today. <laughs> well, Eddie's house, obviously. That's where we have to go. Uh, well, not today because I'm having leftover ribs today. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I got a couple of barbecue spots that are under under the radar. That that uh, uh, I got a couple of brothers up in Farmersville, and I know you ain't never been to Farmersville, but I got a place up there that is that is off the charts. And then they, uh, uh, it is Collin County, yes. It's a place called Wood and Time, Wood and Time, and because that's really all you need for good barbecue is Wood and Time, uh, and they started out in a gas station and they were, they, they made it out of there and now they got their own spot opened up and it is, it is off the chain, man. It is really good. They take, they take credit card. Uh, they'll take your money, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I didn't know, man, you know, cause some places don't take credit cards. Some places don't take money, believe it or not. <laughs> Well, uh, I've never seen a place that doesn't take money, but uh, uh, that's that's just because I go to places that take money. Oh, I don't want to call anybody out, but I tell you out there, that some places don't take money because they don't want to get robbed. You know, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, I know you're big on uh, Slow Bone. Is that your is that your go to barbecue spot? Oh my God, yes, yeah. Slow Bone is so good. The slow bone is so good. The pit master down there is awesome. This guy, Scott, he's great. Um, it is just fantastic. So they do, uh, they got like a different daily special every day. I want to say it's on Fridays they do beef ribs. And these things are like, you know, the size of a baby. They're enormous and they're so tender and good. But yeah, the brisket's great. Best smoked turkey. Well, I, I need to qualify that by saying it's the only smoked turkey 
but it's also the best smoked turkey I've ever had in my life. And before that, I never even knew. I mean, I'd heard about it, but I'd never knew that you could make turkey so tender and juicy because I've only ever had it like, you know, baked or roasted, whatever the old traditional way. But man, smoked turkey on a sandwich. Whoo. That is, uh, I, I might have to go there for lunch because it's right down the street from where I live. So it's it's like within striking distance for me. It's an easy, easy grab and go. I got Hutchins and Frisco. Hutchins and Frisco was about right up the street, well, eight or nine miles from me. And also Heartache in the Colony. Those are my two. The Heartache, I'm a big fan of the original in Stephenville. I haven't, I, and I've been to the one out in uh, wherever that is, in, Co- in uh, Capel or wherever it is out that direction. And, uh, it's okay too, uh, but I'm a I'm a big fan of the originals. Uh, Cooper's in Lano, you guys will never get me to say there's a better barbecue place. But uh, I haven't been to Franklin's in Austin, but I'm I'm hoping to go there sometime. Uh, my brother has been; he says it's awesome. So, uh, but I don't like to wait in lines. So yeah. there you go. Well, you got to uh, go straight to the line. You go straight to the to the front of the line and show them your NBA card. That's how you get in. Yeah. Oh, Dwayne's <laughs> pulling rank on everybody. Good oh, lord. God. Y'all have God. heard the senior. Y'all, y'all have heard the SOB's podcast, right? That's that's me. I, yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we ought to get a T-shirt for Dwayne. So yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a he's a legend, man. He's a legend. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> let's get back to one more basketball topic. Uh, I you know I just want to want to. Uh, say with if let's we're going to throw the LA teams in there okay we know the Lakers and the Clippers are the, the favorites to get out of the West uh, after that do any of the teams below the Lakers and Clippers scare you at all or 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 not no nope. <clears throat> none of them I mean the Mavericks handled Denver beat them by sixteen. By the way, that was the last game the NBA played before the season was shut down. It was the Mavericks Denver game? Mavericks won up and won thirteen and ninety seven. Nobody else scares me. That's it. It's just the two LA teams. I think Houston having to defend James Harden for seven games would be very difficult. But uh, I mean, the Mavs can definitely score enough to stay in those games. So I would say if the Mavs and the Clippers play in the first round. The ooh, are y'all ready for a take? You ready for a take? Go for it. If the Mavs and Clippers play in the first round, the winner of that series comes out of the West. Boom. Ooh. Oh man. Ooh, Bobby. Let's go. Well, uh, okay, that's Bobby dot at Mavs. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, how how crazy is it? I guess you know. I mean, to think that they would beat the Clippers and the Lakers is like that's pretty. You know, uh, maybe there's maybe there's something in the barbecue that I've been eating lately, but uh, well, I, I'm I'm here for the takes, man. Let's well, go. I, I will say this. Remember what I said earlier? Everybody was trying to avoid Portland in 2011. They went out of the Mavericks Portland series, went ahead and came out of the West and won the NBA title. Yep, yep. And the Mavs are this year's Blazers, really. I mean, I don't think any, and, and Houston maybe too, but I don't think any top team wants to play the Mavs. They'll, they'll be like, eh, yeah, I mean, we'd rather not. We'd rather not. Well, it's it's interesting. I like your Houston uh, pick as a, as a uh, as a little bit of a dark horse because Harden is so tough. Uh, and I was talking to an as- assistant coach uh, in the West uh, back before this thing shut down, and he said they they had played uh, Houston recently, and they he said that 
when they saw Russell Westbrook with the ball on a critical possession late in the game, they said, thank you. Thank you very much, because if he's handling the ball, that means hard and hidden. And uh, as, as tough as Westbrook can be, you'd far rather have him trying to beat you than than, than uh, James Harden. So uh, I do like Houston a little bit, it, it just even though they're so small and so uh, they, they're really not deep at all. They have a lot of holes that I think are going to be hard to cover up. Um, I actually like Utah a little bit, um, but you know I think they're a ways away, and they've also got some internal things going on that – may uh, sabotage what they're doing. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm with all y'all. Hey, beyond the L.A. teams, nobody in that next mix really scares me. And, and by the way, if I'm in Denver doing this, I mean, I'd throw the Mavericks in there. They don't scare me. They, they're young. They still have a lot to prove. So each one of those teams from three through even nine, eight, nine, ten, all of them have holes that, that they need to prove that they can fix uh, to be included with the L.A. teams. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting, but you know what? It's going to be exciting for all the fans and everybody that wants live sports back, and the NBA is the best sport out there. So I'm ready to just throw the ball out there and p- turn on the NBA League Pass and watch every game I can see. <laughs> well, it is time, and, and this this has been the time with the SOBs, the senior old boys, and our guest star, the junior old boy, Bobby Corrala. We can't thank you enough for coming on with us. Well, and thank guys, you. Uh, let's get these these uh, first couple three games over with, and then we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it again next week. That's right. All right, senior old boys out. Later.